Hey, and welcome to today's episode where our somatic experiencing therapist, Kira, is here to hold space for you. I hope that these exercises help you. Enjoy. So our topic is the daily, uh, establishing a daily routine for teaching the body that it's safe. So I want to, you know, just kind of tease out here that there's multiple levels of safety, okay? And this word safety may already be triggering things for you if you didn't grow up in a household that felt safe or if you don't feel safe today. Safety is, is a lot of things. It's not just physical safety, but it is also physical safety. It's a lot of what we're talking about today is the felt sense of safety, okay? Now this word, this term, I should say that I use a lot, felt sense, that is the it's like the experience that we we have internally of physical sensations. It's a lot more than that too. It's it's our thoughts, our emotions. It's strongly based even on what type of birth we had, our early childhood. It's how the world feels to us. Whatever's happening in the world is is um, filtered through our own lens, which which we've created based on our life experiences. So just to orient us a little bit to where I'm coming from with this topic. Um, I want to also distinguish that even if, you know, something really hard, really traumatic, or really challenging happened a long time ago, it may not. It probably doesn't feel safe in, in the body, in your body, in, in any of our bodies, in my body today. So while our brain, while our cognitive sense might say, you're safe, orient around the room, okay, there's no fire, there's no one attacking you, you have enough money for food and shelter, whatever it is, your body internally, it might not feel settled and safe. With somatic work, we are not overriding that. We are listening to that. Now, we might not give it our full attention, but we want to feel it. We want to acknowledge it, all right? This, whatever the felt sense is, whether it's safety or not, okay? So we're paying attention to not just the cognitive safety, but also the felt sense of safety. We want to begin focusing on what is going well, what does feel safe, what is stable, okay? I can give an example of this. Um, last week, uh, I had a client. She's felt for several weeks now that she's going to lose her job. She doesn't even like her job, but it's her job. That's how she pays her bills. It's how she pays for sessions. It's how she eats. It's how she, you know, it's how she affords her life. She has one job and she's just laid off. So that caused a lot of stress for her, understandably, right? It's shocking and, and doesn't feel good when you get fired but she didn't like her job anyway, so that's something that was going well. And what we did together, a lot of what we did in that session was going through and orienting to what was working, okay? And she was surprised as we went through and you know, kind of tracked what, what did she have? You know, it felt like the world was falling apart when she came in, um, and by the time she left, not to say that she wasn't upset still that she needed to look for a new job, you know, it's still an upsetting situation, but she had oriented to all these things that she had going well. She has a roof over her head. She lives with her parents. So, you know, being able to afford rent isn't a huge crisis for her. 
She has a huge group of friends. She, you know, when we first started seeing each other, she didn't have friends. She has friends now. She has a lot of experience, an amazing resume. She has huge education. She's a, you know, went to grad school. So th these are just examples, but I really want to emphasize the, the importance of, of what's going well, orienting to what's going well. All right. So sure, maybe not everything is going well. Maybe you're not in a position right now that you feel really good about in your life. But what is okay about it? What is sustaining you? What is stable and dependable? Okay. So that's our first piece. And this is important for developing this felt sense of safety. We need to have this, which we would call, if you've watched my videos before, um, the counter vortex. Now, if you don't know what that means, it's okay. <laughs> doesn't matter. But we need to start, you know, building up on what's going well so we can also hold and touch into what's not going well, okay? And if, if you're familiar with these videos and we've worked together before, then you know about pendulation, titration, we gotta touch in on what's not going well and then pendulate back to what is going well. So we don't wanna just focus on what's not going well because then the whole world's gonna fall apart, right? We're not gonna have anything to hold us up. We're not gonna be able to feel our feet below us. So once you have uh, oriented to what is going well, be open to exploring, not ruminating on, not obsessing about, not beating yourself up about, but just noticing what doesn't feel safe, okay? Again, we're not trying to override these feelings of not feeling safe. We're just touching on them, okay? Oh, wow, I really don't feel safe when I overbook my calendar. I really don't feel safe when I skip breakfast or lunch or, you know, when I call my boyfriend back and I haven't had a chance to catch my breath. Whatever it is for you, okay? Noticing those things, but also holding what is going well and what does feel safe. We need to be able to acknowledge those parts. Now, this part is, you know, when we start touching on what's not going well and what doesn't feel safe, chances are these are deeply rooted things in your nervous system. They're probably not new or recent, but they could be. But even if they are, they're probably pretty big. So this is where I have to, you know, kind of plug in the value and the importance of working with a somatic therapist, okay? Now, of course, I am a somatic therapist, so I am available, but there's there's other people out there too. But someone that is trauma-informed and ideally also has a background in the nervous system and the body, because we know the body keeps score, the issues are in the tissues. If you're not feeling safe, it's not all in your head, okay? And it's a lot to process these big traumas on your own. So take it as a grain of salt. I highly recommend it. And it's up to you, of course. Okay. So when we go through these big events, these big traumas or stressors, whether it's a one-time experience or relational trauma that builds up over time, we have um, activation. Okay, and I don't have my Hoberman's fear. I need to get another one. It's at my office. So we have, you know, all this big activation. All right, let's picture like your nervous system's big. Uh, you know, we're ready to take action or we're ready to fight. We're ready to flight. The adrenaline's pumping. Maybe can even feel it right now as I'm talking about it. If we 
don't have an outlet, a way to express and move through this, uh, this big energy, we go into the freeze response. If we don't have the option, the opportunity, the resources to discharge this big survival energy, okay, the adrenaline, all, all the energy in, this, in, in your nervous system, it gets stuck, it gets frozen. And even look at my body right now. Do you think this energy is just gonna feel great going back into my body? No, it's, it builds up. It feels like this, almost like, you know, in nature, animals discharge, right? They naturally just sh get up, they shake, they, uh, you know, it's actually a little bit more like this. Um, but anyways, they, they discharge this energy. If we don't have the opportunity to do that, that energy is frozen in our body. And so while our brain, again, our cognitive sense says, oh, that happened a really long time ago, our body doesn't know that. It feels like it's still happening right now. So that energy gets thwarted, it's, it's in our body, it, it's built up. So we need to have the discharge, okay? We need to have the opportunity to release that energy. So that's why, again, this orienting to what's going well, starting to, to build the foundation, the stability, the counter vortex, is imperative for this trauma vortex energy, or you know, the more challenging energy to, to be able to be released. And again, you can do this to a degree on your own, but oftentimes having an attuned, stable, secure other is very helpful. So now that we've kind of oriented the background of all of this, I'm gonna go through and share some schedule or routine ideas for your day. And I wanna emphasize that everyone's schedule would look different. These are just suggestions and I'm trying to keep them loose so you can start to think about and experience what might look best and feel best in your life, okay? So, when we first wake up in the morning, how do you feel when you wake up? Do you feel relaxed and calm? Are you happy to open your eyes? Do you feel the adrenaline racing? You're already, you know, shaking, ready to go. There's like that survival energy um, somewhere in between, okay? So we, we have to be able to feel what's going on in our bodies to a degree, maybe not completely. We don't need to relive traumas, but we need to be able to feel it a little bit in order to heal it. So if you wake up and you already have your adrenaline rushing and racing, that's really interesting and something to pay attention to, okay? So depending on you, on your schedule, on your energy and how you like to relate to your body and to the world, we, we, we wanna take some time to be with ourselves and be with our felt sense in the morning before we hit the ground running, ideally, okay? If you have work that starts really early in the morning, then it might be a little bit less time, but still, we wanna make this time, okay? So some ideas are the somatic journaling, taking some time and just writing out, you know, what am I feeling in my body right now? What thoughts do I have? What feelings do I have? What physical sensations? Um, if you are someone that likes to move, going on a walk, even a five minute walk, you guys make such a difference, okay? Just giving yourself a chance to move. Putting on some music, okay? It doesn't need to be a dance class, however, of course, a movement class is also great if you would so would like, but just even turning on some music and letting your body just kind of feel like, how does it want to move today, okay? 
So those are some ideas. Also moments of silence, doesn't have to even be meditation, but just moments of mindfulness to notice and check in with what is happening in your body, what's happening in your thoughts, what's happening in your energy levels, what's happening in your emotions. And while you're doing this, orienting to what's going right, what feels safe, okay? Then throughout your day, we want to establish what I'll call rituals, but you could call them routines, activities, practices that feel supportive. Now, for me, this is taking time, taking breaks in between things, okay? So it could be, again, introducing a five-minute walk. It could be having five minutes to step outside your office and sit under a tree. It could be time to eat lunch and not look at emails or your phone. It could be actually doing a somatic check-in, doing our interception exercise, okay? So we wanna start inserting and practicing these uh, pockets of check-in, okay? Pockets of stillness, slowing down, noticing what is happening in your body what areas of you feel safe? What areas of you feel more settled right now? And the final thing that I'm going to share for routine, and then I wanna hear your feedback. And if you guys want more routines, I can give more. But the final thing that I'm going to suggest for a outline for a routine is to give yourself time to downregulate and slow down in the evenings, okay? down to even the lights. I know this might sound crazy to you, but you know, the sun is going down, at least here in, in California, in San Diego, the sun is going down earlier and earlier. If you work until 6 or 7 p.m. at night, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing if that works for you, but you know, notice that you're going to want some time in between ending work and, you know, going into your evening rituals or routines to down-regulate, okay? Our brains, our bodies, our nervous systems, we're not programmed to go from all on to all off. That's not how we work. So, you know, maybe if you have lamps in your home, turn on the lamps once the sun goes down and, and turn off like the overhead lights. You know, maybe not watching an action movie before bed or a horror movie. Maybe choosing to uh, do a quieter activity, turning on some relaxing music or reading, or if you are gonna watch a movie, there's nothing wrong with it. But again, we don't wanna watch something that's getting our activation going, our um, you know sympathetic nervous system. Watch something that's gonna be, you know, maybe funny and, and save the horror movies for middle of the day on the weekend or something like that, or earlier evening, not right before bed. And even in the evening, starting to check in with, how am I feeling right now? Am I feeling really sped up? Am I feeling safe? Is there things that I need to do to slow down? Do I need to maybe stop thinking about what I need to do and just be with my body right now, okay? So starting to check in with and down-regulate even into the evening more and more, all right? So I hope this has been helpful. This is, this is big stuff. It's sneaky, powerful, and it affects us. So give yourself time um, to integrate and process and, and let it be your experience too. All right. 
Well, it's so nice to be here with you and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to this video. If you enjoy this video and you are interested in learning more about our multimodality approach to healing the nervous system through different types of therapies, including Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, drama therapy, somatic experiencing therapy, polyvagal techniques, you can go ahead and click on the link below the video so that you can learn more. Wishing you a beautiful day.